0: Um, But I can't deny this little seven-year-old self, right, was uh, craving some more um, approval and acceptance. Welcome to the Hot Seat episodes on the School of Higher Consciousness podcast. In these episodes, we will be diving into a more intimate discussion topic where I ask that you put yourself in the hot seat at home. If you have time, journal and jot down how this topic hits you in your gut, not from your analytical, overthinking brain. This is a place where we will hold space for our own truth and where we will develop a closer relationship with our authentic selves. All right, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the second hot seat episode on the School of Higher Consciousness. I am your host, Dr. Gina, and today we will be reflecting on unfinished business that you have in your own life. I'll get to the specific reflection prompt in about a minute here, but I do want to address anyone who's never joined us before. I want to say thank you for joining us and these hot seat episodes that we do are an opportunity for you to connect deeper within your most authentic self. So there's two rules or recommendations that I have, and the first one is to dig deep into you, into your body, to see what comes up for you as your truth. It might show up really quickly, it might take a minute to clear your mind, but I don't want you to use your over-analytical thinking brain to censor or to tell you what you should think or what the right vocabulary is in formulating your answer. The second rule or recommendation I have is for you to hold space, non-judgmental space for whatever comes up for you or for anyone else, including myself or any guests that I have here on the podcast, because it is a space where we are becoming a little bit more vulnerable and we need to hold, just hold each other in that. We don't have to agree with each other, but Allowing each other to be as they are is very loving and it allows us to flex that feminine muscle within us that allows things to exist as they are. So the more that we can learn to accept the uncomfortable parts of ourselves and other people, the more we're actually truly embodying all energy polarities that exist within us and the world around us. Okay, so for today's discussion or reflection prompt, I want you to grab your journal or just take a minute, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and I want you to imagine that you were just told that you had a week to live, and you're actually feeling at peace with the idea of passing, but the thing that does come to you is that you have some unfinished business that you want to make sure that you wrap up. You want to tie up any loose ends. You want to make sure you address certain relationships. I want you to reflect on what comes up for you when you think about if I had just a few days left to live, I've taken all of the adventures, seen all of the things, gone on all of the excursions. What is it that I would want to make sure I tend to before I say my final goodbyes? All right, this is a perfect time for you to pause the podcast. If you want to take the minute or just continue listening, I will be on shortly to share my truth with you. And also I have some bonus content where I have included some answers from my interviewees. I had asked them this question and I've taken their audio clips and included it in after my little segment myself. All right, so this is the part of the show where I share my truth with you, and I just simply ask that you hold non-judgmental space for me as I open up and I share some of my vulnerabilities with you. I just find it to be incredibly important for us to connect deeper into who we really are, and modeling that type of transparent communication gives people permission to do that for themselves. So here I go. I always feel more expanded and connected and in in a place of empowerment after I do uh, step into that place of vulnerability so here I go okay I do want to say I did come down with a cold so if my nose sounds nasally that's why all right so the question that we're reflecting on today actually came to me in a dream I woke up I grabbed my journal I locked myself in the closet and I just started writing and that's not like a very common practice for me, but that's what I did. And it was very clear to me that I had unresolved emotion come up around my relationship with my father. And so if I wanted to wrap up any unfinished business, I definitely would want to address this. And um, asterisks here, what's cool is that In doing this exercise, I actually was able to finish some of this unfinished business, but and I'll talk about that here in a second, but I want to give you some context to this whole situation. Um, I was raised in a family of five. There was three daughters, and I was the youngest of three, and I feel that I was always yearning for this approval and this acceptance from my dad. And I would seek his, you know, kudos within my performance in school and the athletics. And I, and I always, uh, I, did, I wasn't always just motivated by his approval. It, it was definitely a part of it, though. So whenever I did well, I just knew that I would get that kudos. And uh, deep down, that inner child part of me was really seeking more emotional and communicative connection with him. And I definitely have to say, I'm not sitting here faulting him whatsoever. I'm just sharing my experience and what had been alive and well within me for a really long time, um, which I I feel I've actually closed up. But my dad, he is a very stand-up man. He's a man of ethics and, and strong morals. He has a really strong sense of responsibility he committed himself to the National Guards. He was a colonel in the Guards, and he committed himself to his career where he worked himself up to owning the company all within the time that I, you know, was being raised under his roof. And what an amazing role model to have where some of that essence just was absorbed into the home and into, you know, me. And I feel very grateful for that. that. But before, because of his commitments, he was taken from the home a bit. Um, And I see it today as this like grown adult that he was able to provide financially and provide opportunities for me and my sisters in a way that uh, I know a lot of people would have loved to have. And so I have so much gratitude for the way he moved through his life. Um, But I can't deny this little seven-year-old self, right, was uh, craving some more um, approval and acceptance. And as I was reflecting as a freaking 39-year-old grown-ass woman on how that's alive and well in me, I realized I kind of want to let this go. (laughs) I don't need to carry this story on within me forever. I mean, it'll always be like part of my story, but it doesn't have to be active within me. So even in just reflecting and journaling my experience and my feelings, I was able to put a lot of it at at rest, right? I was able to just neutralize a lot of that. Um, And what's cool is I had booked a ticket to visit my parents in Mexico because they live down there in a lot of the um, winter. And when I went to visit them, I just saw my dad in a different light and it felt really freeing and open and... I was on a walk with him and I just started sharing a lot of my truths and my beliefs and my feelings and it felt so good and I realized that I had been sitting there waiting for him to ask me all these questions and show all this interest in me but heck like again I'm this grown ass woman I can share these things with him if I want to engage with him and have this connection and relationship. Um, although I didn't have that as much as I would have wanted as a seven year old, I didn't know how to express those needs. But today I sure as well have that ability. So it's sort of makes me laugh a little bit to realize like I've been putting stuff in my own way as an adult. Um, and it just feels so freeing to be like, oh, oh, that's how I that's how I just kind of let it go. And I and I create forgiveness around the situation and you know, let go of the idea of someone I wish I would have had or some qualities I wish I would have had, not someone, but some qualities I wish I would have had in a father when I was younger. I mean, think of how painful that would be if my dad was like wishing I had qualities of of a different daughter. Like that isn't fair to him. That's not fair to myself. Um, so yeah, I thank you Gina for asking yourself this question because I was able to finish some of this unfinished business but I will share with you some other things that did come up and maybe you'll be inspired as you're asking yourself this question to kind of finish some of your unfinished business it does feel so good and we have the opportunity in this lifetime to do that that's the cool part like what do we have to be afraid of okay so the other two Uh, points that came up for me is um, my relationship with my kiddos. I love them so much, so dearly, but I definitely, if I was going to be croaking and gone in a week, I would definitely want to send some sort of a tribute to them or record myself or share more of like my heart and how much they mean to me uh, with them and so that they had something to to keep with them, I don't know if they'd like it, but i would it would give me some peace <laughs> before I you know said goodbye here on earth and the last piece of unfinished business that came up for me um is in regards to a relationship that ended quite abruptly uh a while back, and th- for me, there was quite a bit of confusion, and I had a, quite a bit of hurt feelings and i and I believe that that went you know, both ways, but we never really created that closure around it. And uh, I do believe that relationships have expiration dates. I don't think you have to keep all relationships that you start in a lifetime. Um, But I do feel that ending relationships with grace and mutual respect is something I seek because I don't think relationships have to end, you know, abruptly with anger and all of that stuff. So I am somewhat inspired to create closure in this lifetime. I don't know when I'm, I'm I don't think I'm ready yet. But I do feel like I want to reach out and just have some dialogue with this person around that. Uh, For my own sake, And maybe that's selfish, but I would love that communication to go both ways. Okay, so those are my truths as I reflect on that question. If you feel inclined to share your truths with me, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at higher underscore consciousness underscore school or email me at Gina at the school of I would love to hear what your truths are. I have included three of my interviewees answers to this same question. So stay tuned and hear from Brianna Cappodaconal, Sloan Warren, and Maddie Cunningham. I really hope you enjoy, and I will talk with you next week. Take care. Mm.
1: Oh boy, this is a really good question. And, um, I mean, honestly, it's it's a little bit of a difficult question for me because my unfinished business is with somebody who has already passed on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if in the event that my mother was still alive mm-hmm. and I had, um, you know, one or two days left, I think what I would want to do, and I could actually cry right now, but I think what I would want to do. Cry is tell her I don't need her apology. I don't even need her to take accountability. All I need is for her to know that I love her fully and wholly. And I am okay with however it is that she is able to show me that she loves me Mm -hmm. even though it's not maybe the way I desire. I am okay with her way of doing it. Yeah. I think that would be, I tried to do that actually when she um, was dying, but she was dying of cancer and was just like in and out of cancer coma and literal consciousness. She was in and out of actual consciousness, not just the consciousness that we're talking about today. And so I didn't really get the opportunity to share that message with her. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think that's what I would do.
0: I think that's so powerful because it makes you reflect on how you want to live today. And yeah. so if people can hear that, I really appreciate you sharing that just because I think people can connect into it if they relate.
1: We have to give grace to our parents, giving, giving grace. That doesn't mean we have to accept the ways, you know, that they treated us, but giving grace and having compassion, is, it's yeah. just, it's just the way there's, there is truly no other way to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like who knows what our kids are going to experience when we're.
0: I don't know, 80, yeah. like they may be marrying their goats and doing things that were just like, <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't wrap my head around that, but right, I love right. you nonetheless. And they may feel not supported because I can't yeah. let her marry her goat. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, and then she's like, my mom didn't get it. <laughs> like, like, who knows? That could be the thing. <laughs> but that's probably how foreign it feels to people who were raised 100 200 years ago like how what we're bringing to life today that's I agree that's why we need to bring grace and yeah yeah just
1: lead with that Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. that's a great question I think that I would just want to show every single person that I've ever met that helped me along my journey my gratitude and thank you for allowing me To be a part of this journey Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. life with them yeah and just and let my parents know that and let my husband and my children know um how beautiful they are you know
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you're so pure sloan like
3: We all need a little bit more Sloan in us. It's so pure. I love it so much. Uh, I always cry at these episodes, you know, because I don't get to open up much about myself. Usually when I'm doing my podcast, it's all about the other person. I try to make it... Really about them. So I always, it's always surprising to me. I was like, oh, I made it through a whole episode without crying. I'm awesome. And then yeah. you came out and you busted one out of uh, left field there. <laughs> you got did it. Done. I did it. <laughs> did it. So yeah, kudos to you um, because you have, um, yeah, you have, you I got broke me. the seal. He broke the seal. But yeah, I think just the gratitude that I have for being here on Earth, sure. for allowing me to have the experiences I've had, to be allowing me to be of service to others and just to thank. Um, and I think that it would be so lovely if I was to go somewhere. I think I would really love to go. Um, oh gosh, I mean, I couldn't do it in a week. Call the places I still wanna go because I have so many places I still wanna go. Um, But the one that sticks out in my mind as being probably one of the most purest energy places I've ever been to where the people um, had some of the most pure energy I've ever felt in my entire life, and they would give you the shirt off their backs even though they had nothing, was Nepal. Kathmandu, Nepal. Yeah, to go back to Nepal with my whole family and let them Mm -hmm. experience um, what life is like there because – it's bustling and dirty and fast and beautiful and spiritual and um just all the things you know and it's and the people there are just so resilient and um not not too many years ago they had an earthquake happen, and they did not have the support um from the rest of the world <laughs> that they probably should have had because they are not a space for Mm -hmm. um major resources like japan or anywhere else and um so yeah i would just love to to go and spend time there and be with the people and help you know just yeah just be there and help and yeah i love nepal stole my heart the people there are just Mm. so genuine and um it's just a such a beautiful space in the world
2: I think for me, and I think, I think it's really great. You specified, like if you went on all the adventures, like you're not like taking a last minute trip to Greece.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Right. (laughs) Like We really have to
2: think about like what we want to leave behind what's going on here. Um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of work around death and the fears that surround death and what people perceive as this sort of like finality of death. Um, And I've really shifted away from that belief that it is an ending. I don't, I think that there's, it's just, again, like when we think about energy, it's just another transition into another energetic field. So for me, in terms of like a legacy on this physical plane, I don't put as much emphasis on anymore as I feel like I previously have. Like, I feel like my answer to this previously would have been like, I want to write a book, (laughs) or like I want to leave something behind, which I may also want to do at some point as well. But I think, I think the most important thing for me would be to be around loved ones and family, and just express like that. Make sure that that energetic transference of love is so present um, that it's so palpable that the people around me can feel my energetic presence even when I'm not there, that that energy is remembered, that that feeling is remembered, the presence is remembered. Um, because ultimately, like the physical things, they'll go um, like everything on this physical plane will fade. Mm-hmm. But energetics, I mean, they are, they have no bounds, they have no mm-hmm. limits, they're eternal. Mm-hmm. So I think just emphasizing, like being around people and sharing that energetic space would be like how my last two days would be. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I getting my that physical almost. body. Yes. And I think it's so important, you know, we see death in such a a sterile and controlled environment these days in hospital beds, typically with medications. And of course that's necessary a lot of times. um, But I think that there's so much beauty in getting the body like ready for death in a really like calculated and prepared and beautiful way Um, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't necessarily have to be this um, traumatic or dark experience. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be a combination of just like spending that energy transference of love with people that I do love and preparing myself like for this next transition, whatever that may be into.
0: Isn't it crazy to think about? Oh, so it's wild. Right?
2: <laughs> and it really puts you in alignment with like how you want to live your life. Totally. Like the, I mean, it's just, it's so interesting. Like when you think about death in that way. And the physical plane, um, you know, the energetics of things really start to shift. The energetics of money really start to shift because you're like, well, what is it? Like, if it's, if I need like an energetic piece of paper to help me live a life that I want, that's very different than being like, I just want to acquire wealth. Mm -hmm. Like it's a completely different energy, a completely different frequency. So once you start looking at it, like physical plane versus like an energetic plane, everything becomes so different. Mm -hmm. So I think the emphasis would be on like the energetic plane versus the physical.
0: Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope the school of higher consciousness helps fan that flame inside, bringing you closer in alignment to self. If you enjoyed this podcast or got you thinking a little differently, I would love if you reviewed the podcast or shared it with a friend. Any support helps right now as I journey into this newfound platform of podcasting and obviously giving it a five stars. I wish you ease and joy as you move through your day.